tender is the night. The night is in the night. Perfect Damon Auburn. Yeah. Speaking of which, slow readers, hit the theme music. You know, you know what? Birds. Trip, trip. A hummingbird died at my work today. Cool, man. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, um, one of the cleaning people, um, she came up to me and said, Hey, man, there's a dead hummingbird by the pool. And I'm like, huh. And she cleaned it. The end. What kind of fucked up debauchery Hollywood shit is that? I don't even know, man. I swear, these fucking Hollywood types with fucking their six-pack abs and their tight butts. Chris ha- Chris Hemsworth's just over there just being like, bring me more hummingbirds. Exactly. He's just like chewing their heads off. Yeah. Uh, bring th- me nectar. <laughs> this is Slow Readers. Mm. America's fast-paced literature podcast brought sure to you is. by Top Gallant Radio. Yes, indeed. And what do we talk about on the show, co-host? Uh, well... Uh, now and then we do talk about books. Uh, yeah, that um, uh, it's a reach, but that's true. Uh, now and then we do talk about reading. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a large part of my life sometimes. Uh, now and then we talk about the written word in both print and digital morphemes. <laughs> that um, is definitely sometimes true. That is that is mo- that is I would say mostly true. Yeah. And uh, uh, Daniel, how Daniel to the show? <laughs> how many ebooks have you actually finished reading? Well, that's actually a very good question. Um, I think maybe I finished reading like two because I ha- I keep on buying them because they're on sale, uh-huh. and I maybe have only finished two, and they're probably like like steamy erotic romance books that I got for one dollar or for free because of BookBub. <laughs> well, uh, well, I tell you what, I for example, and not to not to get too far ahead, we'll introduce We're ourselves about in a books. moment. We'll introduce ourselves in a moment. Um, I I read a book called uh, West of Sunset. Oh yeah, I read most of. Uh, Dream Songs Volume 1, which mm-hmm. is the collected short fiction of George R.R. R. Martin. That's true. Um, um, I read Ellie Confidential on my iPad. Y- no, I had the physical book for that. Um, mm. And I've read, I read George R.R. R. Martin's uh, Personal Diary. House of the Worm. Okay. Which is a, a novella. It was actually really cool. I really Worm like that. Worm for Y? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. It's like this wonderfully, it's like this wonderful, like, sci-fi dark fantasy story that's, Jane. like, older, like, pre-Song uh, of Ice and Fire and everything like that. Mm, never uh, heard I'm of trying, it. I'm trying to think about what else I... I've never I, heard I, of it. Those are other things. Anyway, let's go back to that in a moment. But uh, for now, uh, let's introduce ourselves. Gabriel, mm-hmm. who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian sometimes. I'm a writer most of the time. I'm a bartender now and again. But mostly, I produce audio content. Check out Self-Evident, telling Asian America stories. Come Coming soon to a podcatcher near you. Fuck yeah. Or coming to Oakland as well, if you happen to be in Oakland this week. Who else is, is, is it just the podcast itself is going to be in Oakland? No, no, CamFest is this big thing happening, Center for Asian American Media, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a film festival, and I'm going to do some a schmoozing, which means I should probably finally finish that spec script for Abby's that's been like percolating in my head oh you should totes do that bro yeah dude i'm gonna meet the producer of fresh off the boat and be like why is constant woo so unhappy uh well it's very, i love constance woo it's pretty clear that constance woo probably wants to get more into films and now that the uh the, her show has been renewed uh she's kind of anchored to that fucking show i love you constance woo yeah i i i have heard about that and Somebody, oh, I forgot what it was. Like a bunch of shows were just announced their release, their like renewals or something mm-hmm. like that. And I forgot who it was. Somebody was like, like tweeted just like, "Fucking goddamn bullshit! My shows are renewed or something like that." It was, it was Constance Wu. No, no, but it was it was a making joke. fun of it. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. All right. Anyway, uh, who are you, co-host? <laughs> I am a uh, co-host, uh, Daniel Gonzalez. Oh. Uh, America's what greatest. What are you known for? Uh, I don't know why my, that was on the tip of my tongue. Like mm-hmm. America's finest audio producer and editor. Yes, greatest known living author uh, adven- with a a new review on Goodreads. Oh yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, 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 also audio writer and also an author. That's very true. And uh, and yeah, look, well, let's actually bring that up because oh, well, met... well, quickly before that, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, as oh, yeah. always, the slow readers caveat: if caveat. you don't just want to listen to us talk shit and about nothing for forty minutes, um, you can mm-hmm. also go down to show notes, swipe up, check it out. You can skip straight to the book talk because we are finally wrapping up our discussion on Stuart O'Nan's West of Sunset. El Salvador. So, El Salvador. So if you want to really like just 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 grind that stone into my face, then go ahead and do that. Yeah, dude. 
In the meantime, Daniel, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, um, just in brief. Let's not get too much into it. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I've mentioned it before. Uh, for example, this is talking about one of the, uh, actually the first uh, book that I published on uh, on Amazon mm-hmm. um, called The Shadow from the Deep. Yes, also uh, known as The Great Destroyer. The Great Destroyer, the old, old name. Also known as One Piece. What? Yeah. What is that? I don't get the reference. That's okay, Daniel. I mean, I know what One Piece is. Yeah, more often than not, Daniel, my references you don't get are from shonen anime. Well, I also don't know the difference between One Piece and Naruto. Wow. That's, I mean, I guess that would be like someone who doesn't know anything about comics being like, is Spider-Man DC or Marvel? Or like, or like has Spider-Man ever met Superman? Yeah, or like it's that? not a stupid question. It's only a stupid question if you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah. If, I'm sure you're just like, how dare you? Are, even you, are you shitting just... me? You're confusing the, Mug- the Mugaiwara Straw Hat Pirates with the Konohagakure Ninja Clan? I, did, I don't watch either of those anime, nor have I read them in at least what 10 a, years. What a fucking nerd. Uh, but no, um, but uh, very briefly, I'm sorry, I don't want to go on too, too long in this. But uh, no, I've had uh, two written reviews on uh, on Goodreads.com. Yeah, buddy. Which is pretty cool because, mm-hmm. like, again, it's it's you know, so when you're when one's you're, from a cowboy. One is one is from uh, apparently uh, the man from No Name, aka Blondie. From the, the man Bit from Bandy, No Name, uh, who's also calling himself Peter. Sure. Who gave it four stars and honestly gave it like a an embarrassingly kind of just like like very complimentary review. Daniel, it's not embarrassing. You're only embarrassed because you don't know how to take a compliment. Yeah, no, it's embarrassing for me because I don't know how to take a compliment. Mm. I I literally can't. I literally can't stand somebody. Re- well, that's that's a harsh way of putting it, but yeah, I'm being hyperbolic. But Daniel, you I, should be like Toru from uh, Norwegian Wood when uh, Midori is inspecting his penis. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, wow. That's a really good penis. I'm not even kidding. And he responds, I said thank you with simple gratitude. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I, I normally do do that. But this is podcasting, Gabriel. This, oh, yeah, is, about the, this is about the honest truth. Mm. Even if it gets, even if it tears us down, like mm. Liam Neeson when he admitted that he wanted to uh, commit a hate crime. Yeah, let's not go into that. And it's really, We don't support that. Uh, speaking of which, we were, oh, no, we're not going to We are say, minorities. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're half Mexican. It's, yeah, I mean, we're not. Technically, okay, you're Latino. That is, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, that is another huge subject that we're not going to get into right now. Yeah, not again anyway. All right, anyway, maybe another time. Uh, but no, no, uh, Peter, yeah, he basically, like, he took what I read and understood it. Yes. And kind of wrote down, like, oh, this is the book. And he gave it four to five stars. It wasn't, like, ex- exuberant or anything like that. But he basically said back to me the thing that I was aiming for. And I was just like, wow, that's weird. I've never had that sensation before, really. Okay. Uh, then, okay, so recently, and then I, I was really excited, Gabriel. I was like, dude, I got my first negative yeah review. wait so how do you get an alert for this is are you tied oh, to an email oh you do <laughs> yeah that's well, funny i think i can get i think i well if i can look i i'm also a um it's like Pornhub, uh, where it's like are you this actor <laughs> let us know i don't get it what oh that way like a good reads you can sign up to be like yes i am the author of this book please send me alerts yeah if if i wasn't such a luddite about uh good reads i can probably like you know set that up yeah but i haven't and i I looked up, like, you know, how to get a thing to be like, hey, can I, like, sign up for something being an author that I can double-check my things? And it's like, well, to establish yourself as a partner of Goodreads, you need to mm. do this and this and this and this. I looked at this and I was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, no, I got my first uh, written review, which I only know because I do check, basically, once a day. Yeah, you do. Uh, I mean, also because I've had, like, star reviews with no with no words on it, but and this one as well. There's a lot of noise around us. There is. Uh, but no, someone, someone, someone posted a review, and it's not, it's not really a review. Well, it is. It, it's a review. There's no stars to it. Okay. Uh, so this person, uh, Janine. Janine. Uh, uh, wrote uh, on May eighth. Mm-hmm. On May. This is the extent of her review. Just not holding my attention. And and full stop. Full st- well, actually, not full stop. It's oh, no? Ellip- it's ellipses. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, and and I tell you what. How does it make you feel, Daniel? Well, uh, well, don't get me wrong. It's always, there always is that, that wonderful twinge of disappointment when someone mm-hmm. doesn't like the thing that yeah, you did. Yeah, we can't all be Paddington, too. It, it is. And look, you, you know, you got to be all fucking stoic about, oh boy. Mm-hmm. You got to be all fucking stoic about it and shit. Uh, you know, we're like, you feel the, the sting, but you don't, like, rise to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but yeah, it uh, yeah, most part. But no, but at the same time, it's like you know what? For a negative review, it 
that's actually pretty fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine that... It was I, not an attack on you. It was not an attack on the work. Yes. It was just a person expressing the fact that it did not hold their attention. Yeah, and uh, out of all my negative qualities I can say about... about like poss- That you can possibly say about things, mm-hmm. to call me... Your constant use of couplets. <laughs> my constant rhyming scheme? For, yeah. For no reason. Pretty much. Um, but no, no. If someone just said, like, like, eh, it just didn't really hold my attention, I'm just like, okay. That's yeah. a, that's a, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll you know, that's, it. that's a very non-committal, like, very impersonal kind of, like, pass on your work. It, 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 also, because, again, even Peter, the dude who likes me, who's you, who looks like Blondie from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Sure. You mean Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's called Blondie in that movie. Yeah, you mean he looks like Debbie Harry? Well, no, no, well, yeah, well, sure, but eh, he literally eh, has, like, eh. the poncho. He's literally, <laughs> blonde. He's literally <laughs> blonde. He's literally Blondie. He's the movie. actual picture of it. Uh, but, uh, but no, he even says, uh, and I said this before on the air, um, uh, won't be everybody's tastes. Oh, there you uh, go. So even the dude who likes me was mm-hmm. just like, you know, I liked it, but clearly it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Sure. And that's a comp- That's okay. That, that is a critique that Alex... That's a little bit of hope out there for all you burgeoning online authors. <laughs> now and again, someone who looks like Clint Eastwood will understand you, and sometimes a Randall will be like, not for me. Yeah, someone... I looked at her other reviews, naturally, and, uh, uh-huh. and she, she likes more like straightforward horror. So, okay, that's fair. And, and that's look, I like gotta be honest. Fear Street. That that's always going to be uh uh something that people have a problem. If you're looking for like if I'm writing a genre and you're looking for that genre, you're not yeah. gonna find it there. Yeah, you know, you're a niche dude. You have niche tastes. Yeah, I, I have the uh, You're not you're not trying to sell like like you're not trying to get the, those Patterson bucks. Yeah, I'm not like uh Fitzgerald at the end of his career, like mm-hmm. desperately trying to sell stories to Hollywood yeah. and, and like uh magazines. I mean you really should take better care of your daughter though. It it is concerning. Yeah, I know. Your pie, yeah. Uh, oh pie, oh pie. What what, is, what does it call her? Um, something pie. Um, uh, holy pie. I forgot what it was. <laughs> anyway, so uh, enough about that, real quick. Um, we introduced ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah, and great okay. job again, Daniel, on securing another review on Goodreads. Yay! Review my stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Daniel. anyway, speaking of Mr. Patterson, who I had just mentioned, Hoo-ha. Daniel. Uh-huh. I think it's time for a game. Hmm. What what game is this? Is this Hot Cross Buns? No, it's a whole new game. <gasps> a whole new game. A whole game. new game. That's the second time I'm singing this. A bunch be... of lit you won't read. This is going to be so embarrassing to hear. This back. is a bunch <laughs> of shit. <laughs> There's no time to sit. Okay, anyway. Something blue. I can't. I don't know. I'm There's not that fast. a whole I'm new game with you. <laughs> Come on, Abu. <laughs> Do you trust me? It's me, Will Smith. Anyway, Daniel. This game is called (laughs) Uh F. Patterson's Hemings Gerald. F. Wait. F. Patterson's Hemings Gerald. Okay, I was gonna come up with another like tune we could do to that. I got nothing. Maybe F. Patterson. F. Patterson Hemings Gerald. No. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, Daniel, (laughs) it's a game called F. Patterson Hemings Gerald, where I'm gonna take, I'm gonna give you a selection. Of quotes, mm-hmm. one at a time. Quotes from some of our greatest literary minds Ooh. in history. Ooh. And after I read the quote, I think I have eight of them here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this quote to you, and you must tell me if it is a quote from Ernest Hemingway mm-hmm. or F. Scott Fitzgerald, okay, or James Patterson. Oh my God! Yes. All right, I'm very excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot. Let's let's get into let's it. Let's get I, into I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm game. Cue the music. Exactly, that's the one. Here's your first quote. A lot of people like the idea of eternal love and eternal romance. The notion of love that is more profound and deeper because it's eternal, because it is eternal, is very powerful. Patterson, Hemingway, Fitzgerald. I think that's Fitzgerald. Okay. I'm just going to guess Fitzgerald. All right. Both feet in. Okay, ready? Yes. Wrong. Wow. That was James Patterson. Really? It was James Patterson, baby. Okay. All right. No, all right, 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 right. I'm, yeah, fine. No, I'm fine. You got seven more. Okay. Seven okay. more can possibly get wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's entirely possible these are all James Patterson. Okay. Anyway. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. okay. Here's your fun. next quote. <laughs> you see, I am trying in all my stories to get the feeling of the actual life across. Not to just depict life or criticize it, but to actually make it alive. So that when you have read something by me, you actually experience the thing. You can't do this without putting in the bad and the ugly as well as what is beautiful. 
Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like I, feel I wanted like, to make it hard for you. I feel like if I could see like the way it's written, I would be able to gauge who it is. I doubt but, it. But like having read it, no, I don't know. I, I Google these all in brainy quote. Yeah, no, I know, but uh, what if I what if I put an accent on it? I know. Well, that's the thing. Like if I can see, hey, it, if, I, to me, if I saw the way Mario. it's written, I would be able to figure out. It, it sounds it sounds very close to something Hemingway has said. Sure. And and w- would have said. Mm-hmm. But like, oh man, the way you read it, it, it has just like I'm giving it just my personal. You reading. have you have a, you gave it a very different he- non Hemingway esque kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say Hemingway. Are you sure? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. You are correct. Hey. Well done. That's one point for you, oh, my Jesus man. Christ. You All keep right. track. So I'm going to keep in track of score. Okay, one on one. Next one. Mm-hmm. Here's your next quote. Uh-huh. My style is colloquial storytelling. It's the way we tell stories to one another. It's not writerly. It's not overdone. Patterson, Hemingway, Fitzgerald. Jesus Christ. I love how that's probably not true for all of them. <laughs> uh, I, I think colloquial. I, I think it's going to be... Like, it's literally not true with Hemingway. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily mean he didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, I'm you definitely leaning, water bottle. I'm definitely leaning towards uh, Fitzgerald here. Yeah? I also don't really know what Fitzgerald would Also, have... Daniel, what's the last thing you've ever read by Fitzgerald? Uh, Gatsby in high school? I did revisit Gatsby several years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll say, um, I'll say Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald? I'll say Fitzgerald. Are you sure? No. Is your final answer? <laughs> yes. Daniel? Yeah. Incorrect. Patterson again? It was James Patterson again! Oh, Jesus. I like how, <laughs> I like how apparently Patter- Patterson is apparently just like another form of Fitzgerald. This is true. Weird. Okay. Here's your next one. One right, two wrong. Yes. All right. Get All ready, right, Daniel. Mate. Come on. There are reasons people seek escape in books. And one of those reasons is the boundary of what can happen is beyond what we do or to want to see in real life. All right. Well, that's Patterson. Okay. Yeah, it was Patterson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two, two. All right. All right. You got it. You got it. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. Here's your next one. Okay. I've been drunk for about a week now, and I thought it might sober me up to sit in a library. Oh, no. Um... Hemingway talked all the time about being... Well, not as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be Fitzgerald. I'm not used to re- hearing Fitzgerald in his heyday talking about, like, pleasantly being drunk and also being wittily literary about it. Whittlery. Whittlery. Um, A.K.A. Uh, mm-hmm. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Fitzgerald. Daniel? Yes? You were correct. Yeah. It was F. Scott. So, uh, three correct, two wrong. All right. Okay. Actually, it might have only been seven here. I might have accidentally repeated one. Okay, well, hey. Anyway... Your next one? Mm-hmm. Your second to last one. Second to last. Okay, so, so okay, two more. I'm a romantic. A sentimental person thinks things will last. A romantic person hopes against hope that they won't. Say it again. I'm a romantic. A sentimental person thinks things will last. A romantic person hopes against hope that they won't. Oh, fuck. That could be all of them. I want to say Hemingway. It's Hemingway? Yeah, Hemingway. You sure? Yes. You are wrong, Daniel. Oh, yeah? It was Francis Scott Fitzgerald. Okay, all right. Our main dude. Okay, all right. So, 3-3. Uh, three, three. This is the tiebreaker. Yeah, here's the last yeah, yeah, one, yeah. man. Okay. You ready? Okay. Writing and travel broaden your ass. That's Hemingway. There you go. Yeah, Hemingway, Hemingway <laughs> writes standing up because... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I well, good job, Daniel. I, I barely... I, I, got, I tell you what, I got all the Ernie ones right. <laughs> yeah, you did. You really, really truly did. Right, good. I wonder where your loyalties lie. I, I wonder which one of those three I'm very familiar with. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, the moment yeah, the moment you said the broaden your ass thing, I was like, yeah, that's... I, I was... I really, really thought about doing only Patterson quotes. <laughs> Except for the last one to be like Fitzgerald. I wouldn't recognize them. I mean, to be honest, besides like the one that was just like... I right to please people i'm like yeah that's... a lot of his quotes are about and my wife and my son I'm like okay dude wait what what do you mean he'll be like yeah all my interests are about writing my wife and my son yeah no <laughs> hemingway did not have hemingway did not do anything for his wives yeah uh why and fitzgerald didn't have a son and uh, and also fitzgerald has a very interesting uh, uh relationship with his scotty uh, but i tell you what beam Gabe... me up gabriel Mm-hmm. Very good game. All right, man. But you know what? Add music this time. Okay. I'm in the edit. I'm just gonna loop this. Okay, it's fine. Is that the, is that the uh, the entertainer by 
Scott Joplin. I am the entertainer. That's a blah, 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 blah. What is that? That sounds like who? Isn't that Tommy? Oh yeah, that's that's um that's that's Tommy. Okay. Ever since I was a young ma. Speaking of which, Gabriel. Yeah. I think we're gonna go on break right now. I doubt it. And then when we come back, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're gonna talk about books. Uh, I guess. We're gonna talk about books, Gabriel. <laughs> go to break. Okay. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear God, damn listener reader. Yeah. Two. Slow readers, America's fast-paced literature Dana's podcast. Like slowly held it out and pointed at me well, while and, I took a sip of and, my Corona. But to be fair, the whole time I was saying you, you were drink, you were taking that locking drink. eyes. I'll say this thing. So uh, this is Slow Readers, America's fast-paced literature podcast, brought to you by Top Gallant Radio. That's us. Daniel Gonzalez, Gabriel we're Barra. a real literature show. Real literature show, and you can tell because right now we're gonna go into book talk. Book talk. Book talk. Man, we need to start doing this. Book talk fucking earlier <laughs> yeah no th- yeah that's my fault fucking yeah. oh there's yeah it, it's, it's your fault. we're recording this on mother's day and anyone who's ever worked the service job knows mother's day is the worst day of the year why because everyone because mo- people will will suddenly like br- like corral their whole family to mother's day for brunch or dinner and there's never enough bodies to take care of the job and all of a sudden and really statistically speaking i'm finding people are bigger dicks like on Mother's Day, it's always something goes wrong. Like, I, I can't explain it. Maybe it's the fact that people suddenly feel the need to like throw their weight around for their mom. Or maybe mom is angry. Uh-huh. But anyone who's ever worked a service job will will know that Mother's Day is the worst. Uh, that's interesting. Thing about the idea that on Mother's Day, maybe there's just like more tensions because people are with their family again. Yeah, and like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like Christmas when it's like the season to feel good. Yeah, Mother's Day is just like God damn it, mm-hmm. I think in the book Waiter Rant, the guy writes he says something along the lines of, "It's the day where shitty sons acknowledge their mom once the whole year and think they can make up for it by being an asshole at a restaurant like thoroughly." <laughs> And really, like, lucky for me, I worked in the poolside bar, and no one brought their mom to chill for cocktails by the pool. There was no bikini babes bringing their moms. Their bikini. Their bikini moms. babes, just no moms. Okay, no, but the no bikini babe moms. Actually, yeah, there with, were a couple with the bikini babes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Okay, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Enough talking about bikini babes. I can't help so it. We got a fucking book to talk about. I'm a heterosexual male. Are you? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm about as straight as a parenthesis. We got a book to talk about. Okay. And uh, and you know the plan was originally to talk about two books. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was ambitious for us. The two books. Hi. Actually, it was. Technically, it should have been pretty easy. Um, but yeah, we, we both kind of fell apart on on. Uh, We've been busy. Morning. We've been very busy. Um, I keep getting ordering books and like reading them every single day that they come in. So mm-hmm. like I did that instead of reading these books as Dang, well. It's almost as if you have some kind of attention deficit disorder. It's, it's almost as if I have an attention. It's also almost like I'm a slow reader. Hmm. Uh, I've never heard that phrase before. That's a so this uh, uh, episode we're we're only going to talk about completing reading. West of Sunset. Which I have not reread for this episode. Yes. By Stuart Onan. Stuart Onan, man. The old Irish Stuart Onan. That's a dude. He's from Pittsburgh. The old Irish Pittsburgh. Old Irish Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Ireland. Pittsburgh, Ohio. That's Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Ohio. Pittsburgh, Ireland. <laughs> uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, first off, okay, so we're returning to this, but it's been a while. It's been quite some time, uh, is it not? First off, do you have anything to before we get into the nitty gritty of West of Sunset, Gabriel? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about Stuart Nan? Because I don't. Just a few things. Okay. Well, Stuart Nan, he is fifty-eight years old. He was born in nineteen sixty-one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, he's from Pittsburgh. Bro, a PA represent, bro. PA. But yeah, ma, he has been a writer for you know since nineteen ninety-three. He wrote quite a few books. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, he's known for literary fiction mm-hmm. and horror fiction, which I did not realize. Because really, the only book of his that I've read is West of Sunset. Uh-huh. And I've had a copy of his one really grim book called uh, A Prayer for the Dying, which I read a little bit of. It was really, really great. That sounds cool. Yeah, he's a very, yeah, it's, it's about like a, like a whiskey priest. Like whiskey priest. Whiskey priest, a, co- a, whiskey a, a phrase coined by Graham Greene. I have never heard of that guy. Never heard Nor of him. Nor will I ever. Nor will you ever. You've never I mean, like a, mov- a book he wrote called Snow Angels was made into a movie starring Kate Beckinsale. 
and Sam Rockwell. Uh, you know what? We know David Gordon Green, actually. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, uh, I completely forgot about this. I wikied that movie. Okay. Uh, it sounds terrible. It sounds miserable. Yeah. It, um, it, it sounds, yeah. Sordonan writes often very bleak books, but they're also very, very lovely. Yeah, from he, what I've read, anyway. He, he kind of reminds me of... Colm to Bean, you're right. Uh, and that what? Colm to Bean. Colm to Bean. Colm to Bean. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The guy who wrote uh, Brooklyn. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else he writes. Nora Webster. Um, I was going to say, like, no, he reminds me of uh, something like an Ian McEwan. Like, a literary, sure. literary darling. And uh, some of his books are straight up, like, grotesque horror. And that's like, awesome. literary horror. Mm-hmm. Like, stories that make you just be like, oh, what the no, fuck? That would be a great name for, like, a publishing house. Literary darling. Literary darling? Yeah. Grotesque darling. Well, no, but you call it literary darling. And you only publish, like, southern gothic and grotesque books. Uh, that's actually good. I like that. Basically, if your writing resembles like uh, the haunting of Hill House Woman, Shirley Jackson, Shirley Jacks, Shirley Jacks, Shirley Jacks, but yeah, um, or Oats. Uh, speaking of which, I know that uh, the one thing I did know about Onan, Onan, is that the sin of Onan. He wrote a novella mm-hmm. called A Face in the Crowd. It's called a novelette. A little, how dare you? A little known author named Stevie King. Uh, who? Uh, Stevie King. But like like David Stephen King? Like, uh, do you know that guy, Joe Hill, the guy who wrote like Nosferatu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a dad who was a writer. Oh, that's cool. Um, um, wait, is, he, is this guy perchance married to Tabitha King? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ta- excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love uh, Tabby. Well known. And also, um, uh, I think Owen King is also the other, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Joe Hill's brother. And, and yeah, same very random sidebar. Um, Daniel, yes. once the TV show for Nosferatu comes out, we uh-huh. should do Nosferatu for this show. Also because I just found out the female lead of that is Dot from the Miss Fisher Murder Mysteries. What is that? <laughs> um, it's this really excellent book series uh-huh. um, where it's about a um, slightly older but super foxy um, roaring 20s woman in the 20s who solves murder mysteries. And there's a TV show starring as Miss Fisher herself, Franny Fisher. She is the mom from The Babadook. Oh, yeah. Imagine, like, like a mix of Agatha Christie with Mad Men with, like, Last Tycoon shit. It's a great show. And yeah. her maid is this adorable girl named Dot. And she's the lead. I think actually Ashley Cummings. She's the lead in Nosferatu. And really, Nosferatu is one of my favorite books of the last ten years. All right. And, hey, man, yeah, it sounds awesome, despite yeah. the name. It yeah. sounds awesome. I know you hate the name. <laughs> to be fair, that name has it coming. But, mm-hmm. uh, but no, no, uh, I, I really want to um, get into that. God fucking damn it. All right. I was trying anyway, to look Daniel. up something. I was trying to look up something and I couldn't goddamn What was it? Want me to vamp some more about Nosferatu? Uh, yeah, no. All right, no, talk about F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, actually, actually a little bit. While we do that, why don't you, well, let's describe what the what book is, is about. What is West of Sunset? Yeah, what, what is West of Sunset? What is about Gabriel? West of Sunset, go. So if you guys are coming back to us and missed the first time, West of Sunset is a book written by Stuart O'Nan. It is about F. Scott Fitzgerald's last years in Hollywood. Um, it's a fictionalized account of him returning to Hollywood, not returning, going to Hollywood to become mm-hmm. a struggling screenwriter so he can pay the bills well, and try and redeem him. To become a struggling yeah. screenwriter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, um, he, um, he's trying to make some money to like put his daughter through school and to pay for all those hospital bills. And he's trying to find that last chance to redeem himself, except he falls in love with the column with like a, a newspaper columnist columnist and he can't find a way to stay sober and succeed and really try and make his way um well it's a little bit of a response to the reception of fitzgerald after sheila graham that's the that's the love interest in this book she wrote a book called beloved infidel after he died which became the most notorious depiction of fitzgerald for generations as a miserable, manipulative, abusive, alcoholic monster, mm-hmm. which was also probably true, but West of Sunset is a much more sympathetic, yeah. sympathetic and detached kind of depiction of F. Scott's last years. Yeah, and uh, from what he can tell, just by looking at the poster for that movie, yeah. it's kind of it's like Gregory it, Peck backhanding Deborah Kerr. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a sensationalist, like tabloid kind of thing. The title alone, "Beloved Infidel." Yeah, come on, Sheila. And uh, and Sheila also, um, even though she wrote that book, she still like very much like loved the man. Like down yeah. the line, she would say that's like I've never really gotten over him. Like apparently, she really did. Sure, love him. I mean, no one for whatever that. reason. Um, hey, um, you know, you don't you don't stay in an abusive relationship because you don't love them. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that doesn't. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'm in an abusive relationship, but you know, I can really take or leave the guy. Uh yeah, no, it's. It, 
okay yeah another way another really neat thing to you can describe this book as kind of two different things mm-hmm. uh, because i didn't i only read like half of it before, before apparently yeah i struck i gotta be honest but it's been a little bit since we've read this the it's first been a time. while so like i had to figure out where the fuck it was yeah so like i would start to read a chapter and be like i don't remember this and i'd be reading it and i'm like no no i i did read this yeah. like I've always loved the way in the book when, like you know, as as some may or may not know, I have had a bit too much sometimes, and I enjoy stories depicting alcoholism, yeah. and I love the way this book depicts um, blackouts. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you can, you might be able to, uh, you know, be, give give us more of like a sense about how this is, but it, it's a very, it's a very harsh depiction, not harsh, it's a very like truthful depiction, apparently, of what like true alcoholism really feels like especially mm-hmm. with the way that fifth world was dealing with it because uh and okay let's I, let... I i think that i don't know if that's entirely accurate it it is a very interesting perspective on it from someone who is trying not to dwell on his faults and is trying to be better yeah. i mean like it's not like a sensationalist look of how it feels to be in the gutter as an alcoholic it's more like it's it's very matter of fact about F. Scott's failings, yeah. rather than like like rolling into grime. It it does it doesn't it's not it's not you know chapter after chapter of Fitzgerald eating a cheeseburger on the floor while his yeah, daughter watches. Or exactly, anything. it's not that. Yeah. It is. If anything, they gloss over a lot of the ugly stuff. I feel that's that's what's about the blackouts. It will in in a ma- yeah. it'll be pages of description of his actions, and then it'll in a matter of sentences say he drank too much, got violent, threw things out a window, and then woke up in the yard. Yeah, no, we've talked about this. I think we talked about this before. Um, where like at my intervention <laughs> at your intervention? Yeah, no, no, um, yeah, no. There was never an intervention. The, no, we talked about we talked about this before. Yet. Where uh, previously, like in a in a in a chapter in like the first half of this book, mm-hmm. because we get the sensation. First off, yeah, we're meeting Fitzgerald, like the writer after of the his Great Gatsby. Uh, and 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 even though like we all remember him as like oh that's F. Scott Fitzgerald, Tom Hiddleston, dude, the the American writer. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently at this point, like his star has faded. Yeah, by a long shot. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not really too. I don't even remember if they even explicitly talked about this, but uh, after uh, he he only published like I think five novels when he was alive. Yeah, that sounds right. The last one was tender. Was tender is the night. No, mm-hmm. wasn't tender is the night. Uh, then before that was beautiful and the damned. Beautiful and the damned, and then it was uh, Gatsby. Right. Then it was Gatsby. So like, and Gatsby was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about. I think the beautiful and the damned was decently successful yeah it wasn't anywhere near as successful but, but it ten- was successful was tender of the night like a monstrous failure or something it was it just wasn't a success okay. people kind of like didn't like him anymore you know his star had fallen people just weren't buying it anymore yeah uh and that's it, it's interesting i mean at this point at this point of life of his life uh like you know the great gatsby was almost 20 years oh, ago sorry it was gatsby uh, the, the order of his novels are uh. the side of paradise 1920 Beautiful and the Damned, 1922. Mm-hmm. Gatsby, 1925. Tenders and Night, 1934. He had a nine-year gap. And That's then he crazy. never finished The Last Tycoon. You, you, you know what's also crazy is that um, if you think it's like, wow, for you know a dude like who was like the height of literary fashion at the time, mm-hmm. like why did he take nine years to write his next book? But like... I mean, uh, like, the, like a lot of the events in West of Sunset depict his fall, really. That like that's yeah. when things got bad. Is between Gatsby and Tenders the Night. That's when Zelda really went off the deep end. That's yeah. when his life went to shit. The, and it's I, I I do love that kind of aspect. And out of the um, uh, okay, we're also we're, you know we're also talking about people who we're are, also a literature podcast who are featured. We're also a literature podcast. Um, we're talking about like the most like literary obsessed like kind of like section of all of American fiction mm-hmm. and such. You know the uh, the expatriates. Yeah, you know the lost the, generation, the, the modernists and such. The lost yeah. generation. You had Ernest Hemingway, Gertrude Stein, F. Scott. You had Zelda. Ezra Pound. You had Ezra Pound. You had. Have you ever heard of Aldous Huxley? Have you ever heard of him? Have you heard of Tom Wolfe? You even had a little bit of one Tom Wolfe, not the, the other Tom. Tom Thomas Wolfe. Thomas Wolfe. Yes, which is kind of confusing when they refer to him as Tom Wolfe. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um. But uh. And also uh, a little known author called Sherwood Joppy Anderson. Joppy. Joppy. For those who don't know what that means, Sherwood Anderson, author of uh. Um, Winesburg, Ohio. Fucking Ohio. He, that dude loved working as a kid. So everyone called him Jobby. And that dude also fucked. That guy knew how to fuck. <laughs> he had a mental breakdown and he loved fucking after that. He ate to a toothpick and that was oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's how he died. <laughs> what a They'll, terrible tale. All these guys died horrible deaths. They really, <laughs> truly did. It's like fucking, like, 
like soul singers in the sixties. Like yeah. each of them, like it's like what happened to them? Also died? How? What? He did. He was wearing. Who, who shot him? Jesus Christ! He was chasing a girl, and then he got shot. He just, with his pants off. He got. He broke into like the lobby of a hotel, completely naked, screaming, "I'm gonna kill that woman!" And yep. the white female uh, uh, innkeeper shot him to death. Jesus Man. Christ! What a fucking tale. How Sam Cook, everybody. I don't know his writing die. Huh? I, I should know this. How did Otis Redding die? I don't recall. He died. I, I think it was. Did he have a pl- bad death? What, yeah. No. Yeah. He died young. Uh, he died hard. Uh, I'll look it up. But um. But Gabriel, no. Okay. So we're talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. So like. Well, and... before we move on with that, I want to bring up a quick point that you okay. and I were talking about a couple a couple episodes ago. That it is interesting to think about how much Fitzgerald's star had fallen, and it's funny to think about it now. It'd be like, what he had? What nine years? And people stopped liking his books. Uh-huh. But you and I were talking about how. People see someone like King now as just a populist throwaway author. And I even mentioned, like, like people love to hate on Jonathan Franzen, even though I think Freedom is one of the best books written in a very long time. And, like, and John Mulaney has many great jokes about Franzen. I believe yeah. it. Because he loves Franzen, too. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that, that, that people forget that literary stars are still stars and celebrities, and even just because they have a more intellectual medium mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they have slumps they fall down their yeah. stars fall and people stop giving a shit or even worse there begins um what's it what's what i'm looking for a blow ba- a backlash backlash yeah um yeah and they're you know regardless of how literary and how arty yeah the the the, the medium is like the audience is still fickle exactly know? yeah um because again like also uh like tenor is the night I, I, yeah, was was not a was not a success. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, when you have when you have a book that's kind of like a shrug, even mm-hmm. like that's even worse. Where people are just like, yeah, it's that dude, whatever, fucking. Yeah, and I love Tenders and I. It's an amazing book. And like you know, it's it's. I mean, it's tough for people. Like for example, Paula Hawkins kind of came out of the blue with Paula uh, Hon- Paula Hopkins. Paula Hopkins. Pa- Paula Hopkins. Paula Hop. Hawkins, Jesus. The girl in the spontaneous nation. The the no, but the girl on the train. Oh, okay. Um, she wrote the girl on the train, and like her second novel was not a huge success. Um, and I'm kind of curious about like just like what happens when one of these really big new authors has like a monster, has like a smash. What was her next book? Uh, her next book was uh in the in the water. Oh boy, I forgot what it was. Into the water. Into the is into the water. Is I don't Into the water. I ha- I got a uh, I managed to you got an advanced slot copy. my way into an yeah. advanced copy with that. I think it's into the water. We used to work in bookstores. I worked at a bookstore. Um, yeah. But anyway, no, no. So going into... Yeah. Uh, shit. Jesus Christ. We did so many sides. I don't remember where it was. Not really. But... It's all about... like what's, We're still talking about um, okay. fallen celebrity and falling stars as a writer and how our oh. stories are different from... The story of the present is different from the story of rosy colored glasses looking back in the past. Yeah. And everyone's everyone is super... And it's kind of amazing how much that like everybody knows today who F. Scott Fitzgerald was. Everyone had to read yeah, Gatsby. Yeah, hope so. Um, for the most part, uh, we're in I terms love the of, like, Bogart stories in this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that said, it's amazing how like there's there's so many awesome moments of just like the, the ugly reality mm-hmm. of also that's also Fitzgerald's kind of might be some of his fault as well. He's kind of like a he has a vanity that's kind of like has like a knife in its back and is basically yeah. half buried already. Well, you know, um, how much do you actually know about F. Scott Fitzgerald's life besides, um, besides what you know of what's the not, subject? Not much. I, I, what I do know is mainly because again, uh, being like being aware of that era, mm-hmm. um, and also being a very big Hemingway fan. Yeah. And I love, I love like the kind of like going back and taking and like reassessing Hemingway because speaking of, backlashes and people kind of looking at like these legendary authors as kind of being has-beens as like for example with john steinbeck sure yeah that's a great example john steinbeck was a dude where it's like oh people john steinbeck wasn't beloved throughout his entire career mm-hmm. people fucking were pissed that he won the pulitzer was the pulitzer yeah. or nobel prize i think it was the nobel i think it was nobel people are pissed yeah that, isn't that isn't that wild to think that we don't have context for these things anymore yeah. because it's so far into the past which Circling all back to West of Sunset, mm-hmm. it is strange to think that there was a time where, where F. Scott Fitzgerald couldn't get a job and was begging to and become a Hollywood writer, and he just really needed anything, and his name wasn't even enough to get his job done right. Yeah, and like, there's so many scenes of people just being like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "F. Scott Fitzgerald. What did you do? I wrote the movie." Oh, okay. You know, like people yeah. not knowing mm-hmm. the name Fitz, and like, like there's a scene where like, like the Hem and what was that kid's name bub 
Uh, <laughs> I don't rec- honestly. I haven't read this book in a year. Okay, there's a scene where like they go. There's a whole scene that's I would argue kind of completely unnecessary. Look at the campus. Where yeah, they go to a campus and whatnot. What was the kid's name? It was like something with a B. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but like they go to campus and at some point they find themselves surrounded by a bunch of essential like college age girls. Yeah. And like and like they're taking on the the, the younger one for like being out short and they're picking up him because he's just like this old like geezer. Yeah. And like they say like. Like, what, like, where are you? He goes, like, oh, I, I was a writer. Are you a famous one? Not really. What's your name? I've just got Fitzgerald. Yeah, you're not famous. Mm-hmm. You know, like, little scenes I like that. I wonder who would have been the famous writer at that time. Would have been like, oh, you're the big guy. Well, Hemingway was still... Oh, yeah, he was still big, the, making those documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, clearly, like, the thing that I... And they kept teasing mm-hmm. that, like... And I knew it wasn't going to happen either. That, like, F. Scott was always talking about... And it's like, you know, I should... I should at like speak to Hemingway and I was like no I won't fuck it yeah they have like that brief scene together in the book they have that one brief scene and it's kind of funny because this is right before I say like Hemingway kind of went through his slump yeah um and that and like that's something I find interesting because to be honest like for whom the bell tolls which actually comes out in the thing and Fitzgerald reads it and kind of gives like an early assessment calling it yeah juvenile uh, <laughs> it's and to be honest it's like yeah well, i I, you know. I i love that relationship there's that quote that i think fitzgerald has something uh. like um Ernest write i write from a place from uh, of knowing failure mm-hmm. and hemingway writes from a place of knowing success and i think i'm better off for it or something like that it's something like 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 yeah i know what it's like to eat shit and hemingway doesn't so whatever i, I yeah don't get me wrong. If, yeah, I feel like from his perspective that'd be the case, but I, yeah, I'd just be like, yeah, but I don't know. He, it's kind of crazy because I think uh, Fitzgerald hit his success before Hemingway, right? Like slightly before. Yeah, he was like he was at least he had more. I think I think hit um, a, I think Fitzgerald helped um helped with an early draft of a uh, of Sun Also Rises. Well, um, uh, Gatsby was what twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, like then that was his third novel. Uh. Uh, uh, Sun Also Rises came out in I think twenty six. Oh yeah, I think he helped. He he gave him a hand. So yeah, and um and there's and uh, like and here's the thing. I, uh, the whole point of this is that I wanted to be like, let's read this and let's also read a movable feast. Mm-hmm. A movable feast is the Hemingway book where basically it's Hemingway at the end towards the end of his life, uh, kind of like in almost a scattershot kind of way, re- fondly remembering. And without using any pseudonyms or anything, like, the events that happened mm-hmm. back when he was an expatriate, him being, like, literally, like, a poor father and husband, like, like saying, like, Haley, I love you. I'll never leave you. And she goes, I'll never leave you, too. It's his first wife. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's, this really, there's really great sections of that. But, um, and just, like, like, being poor and, like, meeting these people. And there's this, and like, the last, like, the last, like, fifth of the book, I would say, is basically entire, entirely dedicated towards Hemingway talking about his early relationship with, with Fitzgerald. Yeah, if I recall, there's a bunch of talk about Fitzgerald's penis. Yeah, there, there's an infamous uh, story told in there where Fitzgerald... Uh, and again, this is also... It's very important to remember that this is this is the way... That's the way Hemingway remembers. Yeah. There, there's the infamously, like, the first story about, like, what he was, like, meeting Hemingway for the first time is an... Awesome, Minnie Fitzgerald for the first awesome, time. What's that? Mini Fitzgerald for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Fitzgerald for the first time. Uh, is the is this is a real funny story about like how he's like I remember Fitzgerald. He was a drunken mess. We had to help him to the cabin. It was great. And then like years later, he mentioned he talked about this Fitzgerald. And was like, what are you what are you talking about? You got absolutely smashed drunk. We had to carry you to the cab. You were trying to and there's and it's just like they're just be like, what are you talking about? That was you and like that's very funny. Just, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. I think either either version possible. Either one possible, and there's lots of bizarre, almost fantastical stories about how fucked up Fitzgerald was over Zelda. Yeah, uh, Hemingway. They, was... they they definitely had an extremely volatile relationship, uh, and and yeah. it it is undoubted that Fitzgerald and Zelda were crazy drunks. They were wild kids. Yeah, this it's it's interesting. I, like, I, mean... I don't know that much about Hemingway's life. I really don't. Having even having read Movable Feast, I don't have the background that I do on Fitzgerald. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry wrong. Technically, I. Don't. Uh, I like. There read... should be a book about Hemingway, like written oh. in this style. Oh, in, in his style. Nah, that was funny. Sort of Nance. I read, and okay, I don't want to talk too much about Hemingway too much. We're not because we're not talking about a movable feast. We're talking about West of Sunset. Yeah, we're we're just, movable, but we are sunset. still talking about West of Sunset. Well, let's let's wrap up our thoughts. Movable feast for now because we have to. Next week we're doing a movable feast. Yay! Happy birthday, Daniel. Speaking of which. What? Before we do that, mm-hmm. I want to read one passage from Movable okay. Feast. Okay. Because it, it pertains to this. Sure. Because also what you, what like uh, in this, how Fitzgerald 
kind of refers to the relationship about them. And, like, again, that's, like, a small relationship in here that kind of, like, informs just, like... Because a lot of it, as much as... It's very Holden Caulfield, mm-hmm. like, what, what Stuart Ornan is doing here, where, like, the story isn't just what happens to Fitzgerald, and it isn't just what, like, you know, his sex... it. A lot of it is just, like, the inner kind of voice you get from Fitzgerald. Yeah. Knowing that he's past his prime. Indirect discourse. He is direct he is selling out to Hollywood. Yeah. And being pissed off that Hollywood is like a machine. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like this thing where it's like, oh, you're the great Fitzgerald. Yes, please give us your language. It's and not words. it's not art. It's not him like churning out his material and all of a sudden everyone being like, We're making this movie. Yeah. It's like, oh no, you have to really change it. More about the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Uh Barton Fink at it. Mm. Uh, but um, no, it's and it's it's a lot of it is just about like it's you get the insight and it's because it's not about him being an alcoholic. Yeah, it's all it's a lot about why he's an alcoholic. Yeah, it's about say. him being a about feeling like a failure. Yeah, I mean the opening epigraphs of West of Sunset are like the two incredibly contradictory quotes from Fitzgerald. It, it's it's something like what what's it? Um, in life there are no second acts. Eska Fitzgerald, mm. and then. Every new day's a chance to start anew. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like, <laughs> it's it's, like, I love that. It's like two different stages of Fitzgerald's life mm-hmm. or something like that. Where at some point when he was like a young man, when he's just like, he goes like, fucking, you know, you know, die young, live fast, die young. And yep. like him as an old man just being like, res- hey, it's not too late, respect right? Life. <laughs> it's right. Uh, nothing was impossible. Everything was just beginning. Okay. There are no. Okay. The two quotes are: uh, "There are no second acts in American lives." F- Scott Fitzgerald. Nothing was impossible. Everything was just beginning. Scott Fitzgerald. So that's great. And, so read this quote from *Movable Feast*. Okay. And then let's go to your thoughts on having finally finished *A Movable*. Um. Uh, *West of Sunset*. Yes. And uh, and again, like so much of this is about like the 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 you know the, the it's not about. Fitzgerald blacking out and everything. Okay, I'll get to that fucking later. Jesus Christ. So, one of the things... So, like, yeah. We'll get into, like, the story later on, and I'm really interested about, like, you know, kind of two books. I kind of wanted to do it together because it's two books about Fitzgerald. Yeah. But but we're not reading a Fitzgerald book. That's true. We will shoot to that, though. We Mm -hmm. should do Tenders the Night. I think it's on what's it called. Isn't that on the Strand 80? Uh, Probably not. Really? I don't think so. I I bet Gatsby's on it. Gatsby's on it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think it's someone like on this, like who works at the Strand to join us. Go on. So, uh, so this is like a kind of an epigraph of the entire like uh, Scott Fitzgerald. Like, you see how much of like actual book it is, Gabriel? Like, I do. See, it's it's a good section. There's a bunch of chapters, but here's the here's the uh, the famous quote uh, in a movable feast. Uh, to talking about Fitzgerald, which at this point Fitzgerald has been dead for about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like his friend has been dead for that long, right? Yes. And this was this was the way that he remembered Fitzgerald. <clears throat> I'm listening. His talent was as natural as the pattern that was made by the dust on a butterfly's wings. At one time he understood it no more than the butterfly did, and he did not know when it was brushed or marred. Later, he became conscious of his damaged wings and of their deconstruction, and he learned to think and could not fly anymore because the love of flight was gone, and he could only remember when it had been effortless. Hmm. And that, and as much as, I mean, do I wrong? It sounds like an elegiac burn. It's, it sounds like... My friend used to think about how great he used to be. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like him talking about exactly who this character was based on West of Sunset. Yeah, that sounds like A kind of guy who, like, is past his prime, even though he doesn't quite understand it, and he's resentful that he's not successful anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, again, so much... uh, Not every author is annoyed that the fact that like in hollywood they don't know the name f scott fitzgerald yeah or that a bunch of like 18 year old girls don't know f scott Mm -hmm. fitzgerald but every scene like that is a burn to his his kind of ego which Mm -hmm. isn't yeah i don't recall maybe maybe i don't recall the book as well as i should but i i never i never felt let in west of sunset swirling in while he is depicting like these moments that clearly resonated with fitzgerald about resentment about not being what he was Mm -hmm. the book ultimately is very hopeful about him except for his fucking death it goes up until that moment where scott always takes the hits in this book in in s of sunset Mm -hmm. he never stops taking the hits until he goes down for the count forever yeah he's always trying to like there's a lot of passages in the book if i recall correctly where he is all like okay get out of your own fucking head just get to work maybe you can maybe maybe tomorrow be a better day 
It, it's not, I don't think the book fixates. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't think the word resent, like, fixate on his resentments. I don't think it's, that's accurate. No, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it, it depicts these moments that definitely stick with him as a painful point. But when we're in his head, it is mostly him trying to kick his own ass back into gear and not being, there's not, I don't think this is a, West of Sunset isn't a bitter book about a bitter man. Mm-hmm. It is about a man who knows he is no longer as good as he used to be, but has faith that maybe if he stops fucking up so much, maybe he could figure it out. I uh, I do and I don't I do and I don't see that where it's like it's like no, you're right. No, the whole story is about how it it's kind of it like it basically is a story is a, it's almost a story about sobriety. Yeah. You know, but sobriety is Failed an abs- sobriety. Is, an, is an absence, you know what yeah. I mean? Where like and it's kind of wonderful. One of my favorite passages early on, and you mentioned this before when we start when we were starting. Um, and I'll also, I'll kind of double this as like my kind of feelings about this book having finished it now. Mm-hmm. Is that like one of my favorite passages? We're is, so convenient because again, like he he's sticking to sobriety. He's kind of he's like totally he's like, is this how it works? All right, I'll do it, man. Mm-hmm. And then I think he, he eats a lot of shit in this book, and he goes to visit Zelda. Yeah, at the family home. This person, this person who he's, he, well, it's his actual wife, his literal wife. Yeah. But, like, he's 100%, like, conjoined. Like, this is someone he's going to go through in in life Mm -hmm. with, you know? They are extremely codependent. They are, they are. Codependent. They are violently, like, like, you put them together and they just, like, fucking explode. Like, molecules or something like that. They're volatile. And, like. But, but that said, but that, but they, but for some reason, yeah, they won't ever leave one another, mm-hmm. even if she's in like a fucking mental institute and he's in goddamn Hollywood yeah. trying to, and I has love like that a first chapter. And, uh, and there is like this, uh, this great section where he goes to visit Zelda and it's just like this quiet, sad kind of thing about like Zelda's, it looks like a different, I like every time we see Zelda, she looks and behaves like a different yeah, person. Yeah, completely practically. different. And this time, he, it's just like this quiet kind of his understanding is like, oh, this is my Zelda under drugs. She's quietly suffering and enduring and being, and trying better. And then like, I forgot what the thing was, but it's like, he had a drink at the airport and then he had several others and he doesn't remember the flight, but he wake, but he remembers waking up and it's just like in the sentence where it's just like, yeah. he had a drink. And just like that, he's just like yeah. yeah. It's it's the it's how in need for your addiction, your drink, your your poison. It's how your best laid plans, your best intentions, go out the window when you need it in a moment of weakness. And he's a man of a life filled with weaknesses. Yeah. Like 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 Scott in this book is a lot like my favorite characters in fiction. He's not a bad man. He's just a weak man. He's your Pete Campbell. He's your Gaius Baltar. These are guys with the best of intentions, but just can't fucking hack it. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of the wonderful. It is the wonderful story about that. But what I mean, like, there is a bitterness to him where, at this point, he, he, like, you kind of see him for the most part. And it, it's it's don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it's the way it ends. It literally ends with his death. And I'm kind of like kind of iffy about the whole. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like I like it, the construction of it. it. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, but like it kind of didn't feel like a conclusion it was just kind of like and it ends with his death and it's like oh all right sure yeah. i mean that's a stopping point i mean that that's literally how it ends yeah it's life <laughs> his life and his the book. story ended yeah um but uh, no it it's... goes on for like 40 more pages about the making of beloved infidel <laughs> i mean yeah, I, yeah that you'd, would... you'd think the book anna karenina would end when anna karenina dies spoiler alert instead it goes on for like 150 more pages and uh, i almost wish that's kind of what would have happened or would have stopped like before his death or something like mm-hmm. that but but it, but it does dare very much feel like the story of a man who is, unfortunately, just at the end of his run. Yeah, like, it's an extremely human story. Yeah, it, it it is, and like I mean, like there is there is a bitterness to the, and he doesn't act on it all the time. And when he does act in it, it is when he relapses. Yes. Um. There's that great section where like he just starts. I forgot. Like a like one of the doctors at uh, Zelda's hospital like asked him something and he didn't know how to answer. Later on, he just starts. He's like drunk in like a Manhattan bar. And he just starts yelling "fuck you" to everybody, and then people beat the shit out of yeah. him. Um, which is like the one moment where he gets too drunk and then just manages to get like a group of dudes beating on him for some yep. reason. Yeah. Anyway. There, there is in fact the very Holdenish quality to them. I, that didn't occur to me. There, also, because like a, it, it, there's like this weird kind of like a, if you look at Catching the Rye as kind of being like a like a purgatory almost story. Sure. You have this with Hollywood and Fitzgerald. It's like he's almost moved on. But he's kind of stuck in a place where it's like he's he's not he's like one foot 
like on the escalator going up and the other foot going down a little bit and he's like yeah. not too sure about where he's gonna go mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but um it's an interesting gabriel yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so like talking about it makes me want to finally buy a copy i don't think i've ever had i don't think i've owned a copy you only had the digital copy i don't or think i had read... the digital i think i bought it from the library okay all right yeah um yeah, I read this. I read. I read this on the digital copy mm. at, the, at the beginning. Digital book. And uh, yeah, no. I, you I, read the ones and zeros. I read the ones and zeros. Oh my god! It's a. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm curious to see what this is like reading it off the page. It, it's always a kind of a different texture. Oh yeah, no. Um, I read this book right when I'd moved back to Pennsylvania from New York, so I was in a very dark place myself. Early 2015. Yes. Very much felt like Fitzgerald. Like oh, Scotty, yeah. Scotty too hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. Yes. Like that was a professional wrestler back in the 90s. Scotty Too Hotty? Scotty Too Hotty. It's not a good name. It's not a good name, <laughs> but I love it. That's uh, so. Uh, I was going to say, like, well, you haven't, you haven't reread it. Um, but I'm gonna. Okay. Well, and I've been, paging, I've been reading through, paging through, I've been reading through A Movable Feast in preparation for next week's episode, because after that, we are finally doing a Pray for All Meaning. Finally. This Fine, finalmente. That that is one hundred percent hyped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's a great read. Have uh, you started it yet? And uh, no, no. I've so many books. <laughs> um, I just got a, a, a you know, whatever. Uh, Gabriel, I tell you what, let's let's go on break real quick. When we come back, we we'll do the final thoughts. Fine. All right. Uh, go to break. Fine. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear. Fucking listener readers. It's still us. I'm still Gabe. I'm sorry that we haven't cursed as much. I feel like I haven't cursed in a while. Hmm. Uh, two celebrity readers. This is America's Pastor. I said, your podcast. Marching back. Helping out radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am your podcast. Yep. That's you. You That's are me. it. <laughs> yes. I am slow reader. Gabriel, do you enjoy doing this on a Sunday night? We could instead be watching the latest, most disappointing episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, we're going to, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to. I mean, I'm going to fold my laundry to it. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. I'm going to be uh, putting cutting this together pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, so this is a podcast. Uh, uh-huh. So I am podcast. I am podcast. You are a podcast. I am error. Uh, this is America. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, let's do final thoughts real quick. Okay. Right, so final thoughts. What's your final thoughts on having completed goddamn West of Sunset? Um, I believe that the moment I read it, I tried to get you to read it, and that was three years ago. Four years ago now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a great book. I love it, and I need to get back to it, because I remember, even when we did it the first time, I didn't finish rereading it, but it's it's just a tremendous book. It is a tremendous book, yeah. I really like it. My final thoughts? Uh, I really like this. I felt it was a little long. Mm. I felt it could have been shorter. Like, again, like, mm. the story about uh, him and that young guy, and it's kind of like this weird moment of, like him at fucking practically dying already and he, yeah. go, he goes on an adventure or whatever could have been cut out probably uh and again like like the story ending with literally like fitzgerald's death yeah uh and like i you know i i know the kind of like event about what happened when he died and the, the like, candy, bar. The candy bar and shit mm-hmm. um like yeah like it, it just i don't know if that it mm-hmm. wasn't really like a like a conclusion or an ending it was just kind of like the, it wasn't an ending it was a conclusion yeah um yeah, no, uh, but really Great liked read. it. I'm curious about what else uh, Onan has written. Stuart Onan. Uh, maybe we'll read his baseball story. He wrote sure. with uh, Stevie King. I don't know who that is. He's a dude. He wrote um, he wrote Dreamcatcher. Oh, well, that's <laughs> cool. Did he write the Tommyknockers? Yeah, he wrote Tommyknockers. You know Tommyknockers mm-hmm. was the first book he wrote after getting sober. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because Tommyknockers seems to be entirely about drugs. <laughs> uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, we have one more. We have a couple more segments. One, the first, last one about this book. We have this little thing, uh, named after our dear friend from the Whip Around podcast. Brought to you by Whip Around. Fox one News. word, Whip Around. Talk about Fox not News, the they're Fox hard-hitting News conservative Definitely not the conservative show. <laughs> they're not that. Yes. Um, but no. Uh, the Whip Around podcast comes out every Monday. Check yes. it out. Yo. They are dear friends. Coming up right after Glenn Beck. Uh, yeah, no, finally. The, uh, Gabriel, no, we have a final segment called Hey. Hazy memories. memories. Thanks to Sean Hayes. Uh, named after Jonathan Hayes. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, what is your? What, you've read this book before, so I have. What is your hazy memory? I have a lot of hazy memories from this book, but probably coming back to it, it is those wonderful blackout segments, mm-hmm. like like the single paragraph where Scott undoes. It reminds me of BoJack Horseman, where he'll do a season's worth of good, and then in one episode, completely fuck up his own life again, mm-hmm. and he can't help himself. He just does it. He just he can't handle himself properly. And I I love just 
I don't know. I think it's just a great book. I yeah. just think about it a lot. Those moments when he just surrenders himself to his weakness. Yeah, that and any time he's he's with Zelda, all the Zelda stuff is just so painful. Yeah, the yeah the Zelda stuff the Zelda stuff is very 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 tragic. I yeah. mean, I, I, like I remember uh, probably one of my hazy memories, one of several. Yeah. Um, is going to be like I remember the. F- I remember, like, because I think, what, in the first chapter, it's it's Scott and Zelda, right? Yeah. And then, like, the next time we see Zelda, Peanut she's, brittle. like, gotten fat, and she's, yeah. like, super, she's like super like, chemically happy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has, like, this disappointment about being, like, oh, gee, like, like the, yeah. the drugs have changed her. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, this really sad moment about, like, seeing someone you care about, and, like, they're so changed based mm-hmm. on, like, their, their, their medical treatment and everything. That and the, um... A really great story because uh, you said as much that again, like Fitzgerald might have been a violent alcoholic. I mean, yeah, he may have been a shitty guy. There, there might. Ha- there, I mean, definitely this book uh, details some of his. It's more about the violence he does to himself as opposed to the violence he does to others. Mm-hmm. It, it, he disappoints others. Uh, yeah. Poor Sheila. Again, I have no idea. It doesn't really. It isn't a story about that, but I have no idea why Sheila sticks around with a guy this. Like, she is not with him for a long time when he starts, like, kind of, like, deteriorating. Well, probably she fell in love with him at first sight. Maybe she, yeah, you're right. She she does. But, um... We like do crazy this, things in love, the dude. scenes with him and his gun and everything. And, mm-hmm. and But, uh, there's that really great moment when, um... That kind of, like, tests that, like, was Fitzgerald a violent person? Like, is it just his perspective of his actions where, uh... He... Where they're both at a hotel. Uh, he got drunk. Mm-hmm. And he goes downstairs. And he sees Zelda, like, outside of her room... And she starts like flipping out on him, yeah, and like like throwing like she like almost throws a vase at him, but she starts screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like he's drunk, but the thing she's saying is that like she doesn't see him as like the Scott she saw earlier the day. She sees him as Scott the drunk, yeah, and she loses her mind. She she says like he gets drunk and he hits me and everything like that, and he doesn't let her go. He he even like to the point where it's like she's trying to get back to his room. He's still trying to fucking like pin her down or something yeah, like that her. and you start to see him like kind of being like oh, like you know like yeah so yeah like a little bits like that and everything it, they're, very they're painfully real very painfully real and it's kind of it's that really nice thing where it challenges the perspective of the story mm-hmm. uh and i i really appreciate things like that where the it's not it's not exactly unreliable narrator it's not written in the first person no but uh, but it's a moment where like the perspective itself is challenged. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, Gabriel? good read. Check it out. West of Sunset by Stuart Onan. Stuart Onan, yeah, it's a good book. Let's stop talking about the book. Uh, okay. Next time we're gonna talk about a movable feast by Ernie Hemblerford. The Erm Hemblerbler. Hemblerbler. But I tell you what, by Gabriel... Ernie Hem- naming way. Hem- yeah, that's exactly you said it. Ernest Her- Herringbone. Gabriel. Yep. We're going to make it to the end, but first, before we do anything, let's do plugs. Gabriel, okay. tell us about the plugs. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow me on the Instagram at read, as in reading a book, dot Richards, uh, like Mr. Fantastic. That hey. is me, believe it or not. Um, follow this show, rate, review, subscribe. Um, give us your stars. We'd love to hear from you. Um, just write into us. DM Daniel at Slow Readers. It's at Slow Readers. Because we want to hear from you. Argue with us. Come get some. We want to fight. Or message me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio, because... I need an excuse to be more involved in that, uh, yeah. that medium, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Or message any one of us. I mean, we'd love to get into it. For sure. Uh, but, um, but oh, also... my last thing, though. Yeah. Um, so, and it's already out. It, the trailer episode has been released for self-evident mm. Asian American stories. So please check that out. Subscribe right now. It is a good time. It's great. I'm in the trailer twice over. I'm the one who curses twice. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. You did I'm, it. I'm, I'm the foul mouth one. <laughs> You're so foul mouth. Yeah. And then, <laughs> again, if you happen to be in the Bay Area this weekend, Saturday, May 18th, I am performing um, a truncated version of my story live. So come see Ooh. me. Come hang out. Um, if you feel like seeing Avengers Endgame in Oakland, uh, uh, hit me up. Hit him up. Apparently, I'm, I'm my, my the hotel and the venue is right by a movie theater. So, hey, I'm um, come chill. If you're a big booty girl, you hit up Gabriel. Hell yeah. <laughs> Even if, I'm kidding. Even if, if you're 30. a big booty boy, also yeah, no, I I don't discriminate. It's fine. Hey, hang out. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Um, follow self evident. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and again, you can follow me on Twitter, Top Gun Radio, Instagram at Slow Readers, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook at Daniel Gonzalez Fiction. Daniel Gonzalez Fiction. You follow my my fiction page. 
Uh, and also, you again, by the fiction, you have uh, The Shadow from the Deep, uh, which to- terribly impressed uh, Peter, did not impress Janine. Oh, Janine. Uh, but, you know, that's how it is. And uh, it's great. I love hearing uh, reviews all the time. I wish Johnny No Thumbs could review Shadow from the Deep. That'd Dude, be let's so reach fucking out to Johnny cool. No- I think we should reach out to Johnny I'm, No Thumbs. I'm not going to reach out to Johnny Hey, no we Thumbs. found his Bandcamp page. I don't, I don't, it could be, well, yeah, we'll get to mm-hmm. that later. But, um... No, uh, but no, again, like, uh, you can get that fiction again. There's uh, Shadow from the Ape and also the new book, uh, Cook in the Kingdom, which mm. is available right now. On, uh, it's uh, how many books in one? It, well, it's one. It's one novel. It's it's well, five yeah, di- individual but, stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, not to get into the structure and whatnot. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, but that's that's available right now. Check it out. Get it. Uh, review it. Pass it to a friend. And also, yeah, again, rate review this show. God damn it. We God love damn it, give us your stars. Clearly, if you're a friend of the show and you haven't reviewed the star already, or if you're in the show already, come on, man, damn. Come on, bozos. <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, but, um. I'm but, so tired. Uh, yeah, are you tired? Yeah. Uh, but we have, like, 80 minutes of Game of Thrones to watch, dude. That's true. So, uh, on that note. The show has ended. All right. Bye, everyone. I mean, for now, not like permanently. Yeah. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. This has been a Top Gallant Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topgallantradio.com. 